love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. He's just, uh, you know, the other half of my heart. I feel like we're one, one being. We always joke that that the two of us together, you know, make one able-bodied person. And uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do this without him. I, I love him so much. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. Today's love story belongs to Steph and Matt. It all started with a preteen crush and blossomed a decade later. Since then, life has thrown some challenges their way, but their commitment to each other has never wavered. In fact, they've made love their business. Steph and Matt, so great to have you on the Canadian Love Map. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I have been asked by the carrot industry to delve into what kind of problem exactly it is that happened with carrots that brought you together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were kids and I just hated carrots. They're just just the worst. It's like, <laughs> why do they exist? They taste disgusting. And Steph was so beautiful. I wanted to find some reason to talk to her. So I think we had carrots served at this group meet, group meal. And that just seemed like the smartest thing I could say, is <laughs> bring up the carrot conversation. But yeah. it worked. And then somehow it spiraled into a joke about us creating a t-shirt company with carrots on the t-shirts. I don't even remember. We were like 13. But uh, yeah. Wow. Set the scene. <laughs> Where were you? So we were, we met at church, church youth group. So we were at a youth group gathering and he just kept trying to make me laugh. And I was like, who are you? I'm 13. I'm not interested in boys. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a boy crazy girl. Um, I was very focused on uh, my future and doing everything to the best of my ability in school and stuff. Uh, but this guy just kept bugging me and bugging me. <laughs> Matt, is that how you see it? Yeah, I was like, if only she was boy crazy and just would notice me. And the funniest part was he told me like a few years ago that he had asked our youth group leader if he was allowed to <laughs> walk around in his boxers because <laughs> he wanted to show off his very, very scrawny muscles. I was a preteen. I had, didn't know how to win over a girl's heart. That's just what Poor. Hollywood told me that would we work and the youth group leader said no <laughs> no there will be no boxers here no not no. at church not at oh. a church sleepover <laughs> show off the muscles and talk about why you hate carrots that's meat. all he had yeah. that was his game yep yeah you should write though. a book about that matt <laughs> so where did your relationship go from there we lost touch for a decade and then when we were both in university Finishing up our university, we reconnected. I heard Steph speak at church, asking for volunteers. I was just so taken by her. She had these bright green pants. I remember, <laughs> don't know why that stands out. I was just taken by her passion, just feeling her 
her values and just uh, the kindness of her spirit and uh and really want to talk to her. I've totally missed a lot of what she said and had to ask people what she said. And <laughs> I was like, it doesn't even matter. I'll just volunteer for whatever it is because I need to get close to that lady. And I did. She didn't remember me at first. And then I had to remind her about the carrots and, you know, <laughs> and those scrawny muscles. But, uh, so once I reminded her, she let me in. And then I just kept showing up and doing whatever I could to be around her. And we had a wonderful year where we had lots of long walks and, and talking and talking. And dates. Yep, and dates, geocaching and whatnot, and coffee <laughs> dates. And then we, I was on a year off to save up for my, to finish off university. And then we were back in Ottawa and finishing and ending our undergrad. And Steph was heading off to Lesotho, Africa, and I was going to finish off my undergrad in Asia, Bangladesh. Wow. Yeah, and we got separated again. So Steph, once... tell me your side of that story. Um, I was quickly falling in love with this guy, um, and uh, things just didn't work out at that time to kind of pursue a serious relationship, and I was a little heartbroken. Well, I was definitely heartbroken, and and so was he, um, but we just weren't at a place in our lives to uh, pursue a serious relationship, and it was all for the best because we both got to travel um, after that and kind of really grow and mature and be able to come together after our kind of years um, off um, after our undergrads to uh, uh, to get together again. I'm dying to know what were you doing in Africa and Asia? So I was um, interning for a nonprofit called Help Lesotho that's based out of Ottawa, and I was working with um, women, children, men, um, and Lesotho has the second highest um, rate, positive rate of HIV in the world, and so we were working um, in terms of gender equity, HIV AIDS prevention, and so on and so forth, and so that's kind of what what Matt helps volunteer with. We sent kids to university in Lesotho. And then I just decided to go for a year to support that nonprofit. And Matt, what were you doing? And I was doing my final research paper in Bangladesh. I was studying the entrepreneurial activities of village villages in Bangladesh to raise themselves out of poverty. And so I went and studied microfinance and visited lots of little villages around Bangladesh and talk to people. And and then afterwards, when I finished that up, I traveled around Asia a bit to see the world uh, <laughs> while I finished my writing. Fantastic. Wow. Great adventures. And then how did you end up coming back together? So after being a year abroad for myself, um, I returned and our moms on the year abroad, I, I had always thought like, what if, like, what if I did get back together with Matt and little did we know our moms were conspiring at church to, uh, cause they knew we should be together. Cause my mom, when she met Matt as a, as a man, as an adult, he, uh, she came home to me and she said like, I've met your husband. And, oh my uh, gosh. yeah. So that was, that was, uh, like when I was like 23. And so when I returned at 25, um, 
Matt uh, kept bumping into me at church uh, accidentally and, and asked me to go for, for a walk with him and, and coffee. And we kind of worked things out that that had happened in the past. And uh, he just decided he wasn't going to let me go this time. Uh, yeah. Do you want to take over? <laughs> but then she was too busy with her master's <laughs> and I had to wait two months to see her. And when I got another chance to see her, I was like, I'm not letting her loose this time. Not again. <laughs> And I just like dominated her, her Christmas break. I was just around all the time. Her family's like, what? what he like he joined here? our Christmas and no one invited. <laughs> yeah. I heard about a long walk that you yes. took. Yeah. So on Boxing Day, um, what was, what year was that? 2015. Um, yeah, he asked me to to come help his friend choose a winter jacket at the mall. And then afterwards, he was like, he made his friend go away. <laughs> uh, and he took me on like a five hour walk uh, out where he lived. Um, and uh, it was a very, very long walk. How many kilometers was it? Oh, 15 or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he he asked me out. Uh, at this lake and he basically he said I, I want to marry you you're the woman for me and I was like uh, could we date a little first <laughs> could we take it slow and he didn't like that <laughs> no I was very happy it's only later that night I was like wait a minute she didn't actually say yes she said let's take it slow <laughs> and I remember calling my friend like what do you think this means <laughs> so yeah, how quickly did how that change began. Um, I think we said, I love you two weeks later and we were engaged five months after that. And when were you yeah. picking out the kids' names? <laughs> oh, that first week of our yeah. relationship. We named them all. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So let's talk proposal. That's you. Yes. I want to propose. We'd known each other for years. Even while we were apart, we emailed, we kept in touch. And I hoped she would fall for me. Uh, and I just really wanted to give her a magical proposal because just to show my love for her. And, but I was sick. I had gotten sick kind of suddenly, surprisingly, a month into a few well, weeks into dating uh, officially. And I was already, from the day that she said that she liked me, I was already planning proposing to her <laughs> and even though I got sick I wasn't about to stop so I was planning to have a lovely picnic and like go on a kayak in my favorite part of the Grand River and stop in this beautiful spot and have a picnic and then and then say some prepared words and propose but, but that didn't work out no she is a wily one she <laughs> <laughs> we were spending all of our time together, which was wonderful, but also it made it hard to gather what I needed for for the proposal uh, to gather food and decorations and everything. So I kept saying, oh, I, I have to go back. And I was, I, I suck at lying, which kind is of- is a good thing. That's which good is good thing. mostly, but when I want to surprise her, it, it was made it very difficult. So she'd be like, you're not, she saw me right through me. What's wrong? Are you upset about something? 
This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. So how did it finally work out? (laughs) So I twice tried to plan a date, gathered things, was planning to propose, and each time it didn't work out, she guessed. And he wanted it to be a surprise. She's like, you've been so weird. You're going to propose, aren't you? Like, no. So so how did you eventually do it? (laughs) So because those two times failed and I really wanted to be magical, memorable, uh, and surprise just seemed like I had to have. So she was away for six weeks shooting a documentary up north. Uh, and I planned to propose to her right when I saw her so that, and I was like, okay, I, I'm not lying if I don't plan it until the last, if I don't plan exactly the details until the last minute. And so when she showed up, I just immediately took her down to the dock on a lake and proposed. So it was at his parents' lake house in Perry Sound. And uh, it was beautiful overlooking Manitowabing Lake and he had champagne and fancy food and there was a hammock and uh, he gave me a lovely rose gold uh, conflict-free diamond and it was, it was beautiful. It was perfect. And we're talking, he was really sick, like bedridden, hospital stays, oh, no. um, not, no mo- not much mobility and he still managed to pull this off and uh, yeah. Yep. So, so you were surprised. Um, well, <laughs> I was up north, <laughs> very, very far up north. So I'd driven over 12 hours and he wasn't answering my phone calls. I, I got like two tickets on the way home because I was exhausted <laughs> and uh, speeding and Quebec is tough. And uh, but uh, I so I was so upset by the time I got to him, I was furious with him because he wasn't answering my phone calls. And I was just having a really horrible day trying to get to him because it was his birthday. And uh, yeah, but all my anger really melted away the, the second I saw his face. And uh, it was really special. Oh, that's beautiful. I am curious to know about the wedding. I hate to keep hitting fast forward like this, but you know, these are great stories. So let's hear it. So our wedding is another interesting story. Um, Because Matt was so sick and I was finishing my master's, it was really tricky to plan. Um, So we kept and afford uh, on like a student's salary And uh, we ended up just deciding to go for it. And we planned our wedding in Riverdale Park in Toronto in under two months, uh, just because Matt uh, had started like kind of rounded a corner with his health. And we were like, let's just do it. And so we got, you know, all our closest friends and family to meet us in downtown Toronto in a park. And it was beautiful. And just got married overlooking the skyline, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, had a, a lovely, special, unique wedding like that that fit our personalities. That was really casual and just like gave us an opportunity to uh, chat with all our friends and family and and still celebrate our love. Oh, that's amazing. And then I know you've talked about Matt being sick, and I think about the fact that when you 
do marriage vows, you say, in sickness and in mm. health often. And I gather you both ended up with uh, some kind of uh, health concerns, and that led to your business. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that is right. Um, we always joke that even before we got married, we'd done this through sickness and through health part. Um, and we kind of uh, liken it to, you know, people at the end of their lives, they usually face health health issues, isolation, mobility issues, um, more so than, uh, you know, in, in their mid-20s. Um, so we've kind of already gone through all of that and mm -hmm. uh, learned how to, how to love each other through, you know, struggle real struggle with, with finances and illness and such. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, I have fibromyalgia and Matt has Crohn's disease, uh, a real kind specializing Crohn's disease and chronic fatigue syndrome. And so uh, we don't really fit into the, the nine to five workday, uh, mm -hmm. you know, typical workplace scenario. And uh, so we, we decided to start our own business so we could have a freedom lifestyle. Um, we're both, you know, creatives artists. And uh, we want to be able to do that with the capacity that we do have. And we have a love for people and a love, um, especially for, you know, people who might be different than the status quo, who who have amazing stories to share. And that that is what we do. We, we tell stories and uh, that are full of love and hope. Well, that's what I think is really interesting. Often we won't talk to people on this podcast about what their business is, but yours mm. is all about love, right? Yeah, it is. Give us an idea of of, um, of what exactly you do. So we are filmmakers and wedding videographers. We have a company called Armstrong & Co. Films, and uh, we do a lot of weddings, uh, not so much in COVID times. It's been really yeah. difficult for the wedding industry there, um, uh, but... Uh, I am the, the filmmaker, the shooter, and, and Matt is kind of the brains behind the business side of things, doing, you know, the accounting, administration, and marketing. Um, and I, I work with our clients, our wonderful couples who tell their love stories um, through their wedding films. And also we work on documentaries too, um, oftentimes about social justice issues and, and oftentimes about women defying the odds uh, stacked against them. So among all the projects that you have that are based in love, you have one coming up that I am so excited about with Charm Diamond Centers. Yes. So my brother, he's 27 and he has Down syndrome and he has been dating the love of his life, Bree, who has a developmental disability for the last five years. And this year, he's just decided that he's going to propose on their fifth anniversary. And we worked with Charm Diamond Centers to pick the most beautiful rose gold engagement ring uh, for Greg to give to Bree in this fall. And uh, so we, Matt and I, of course, it's, it's just perfect. We just decided we're going to make a film about this, about disability and love. Um, and we're going to follow the whole journey to planning the proposal, planning the wedding up until the wedding day. We're going to interview friends and family and create a short doc that we hope to share with the world about what love looks like, even if it looks a little bit different than what we're, we're used to seeing uh, you know, in mainstream media. And it's just been this beautiful project to do with my brother. It's been, you know, difficult during COVID because uh, Greg and Bree have been separated because they're both high risk 
uh, individuals and and uh, have been staying safe until they can be fully vaccinated. Um, but we've been capturing, you know, their their long distance love over FaceTime and socially distanced uh, celebrations. Uh, but later this year, they're going to be fully vaccinated and the proposal is going to happen. And Charm Diamond Centers has just been amazing to help us and to support us. And uh, we just can't wait to uh, to edit that film and for them to get married. And, um, you know, having a brother with a disability is just such a special gift. And it's a, a different life than a lot of people get to experience. And, you know, Greg and and his uh, future fiance will probably end up living with us and, and just doing life all together. And so this is just like a super wonderful project to kind of start out that next phase of all of our lives. Wow, it sounds really inspiring. Where can we see it? Well, hopefully we'll we'll pitch it to some broadcasters, but uh, it'll definitely be on our website and social media. So Armstrong Co. Films on Instagram, armstrongcofilms.com. Yeah, you can find it there uh, later this year. That's great. What is it that you love about Matt, Steph? <laughs> um, what do I love about Matt? He has, I love his heart. He, he is a gentle soul. He's a creative soul and he's so, so thoughtful. Um, we've gone through such difficult times and they've only brought us closer. He supports me when I don't feel well, when my fibromyalgia flares up um, or when I'm struggling. He just jumps in there and problem solves and just makes everything better. He's just, uh, you know, the other half of my heart. I feel like we're one, one being. We always joke that that the two of us together, you know, make one able-bodied person. And uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do this without him. I, I love him so much. All right, Matt, you're in the hot seat. What do you <laughs> love about Steph? Oh, Steph asked me this question a few weeks ago and I paused. And then she's like, you shouldn't have to pause. <laughs> <laughs> but I love so many things about Steph. She, her face just lights up. She's so funny. Uh, she just has a wonderful personality that is a lot of fun to be around and yet really cares about other people and the world and really cares to make herself better and to be better and to really try to connect with others and make people and herself better. And it's wonderful. She's made me a better person and mm -hmm. I've taken so much joy from her. You sound like you've got extraordinary compatibility. And so I really want to ask you what your advice is for <laughs> other couples. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, what's your advice for other couples or even singles who are out there looking for someone and mm -hmm. wishing for love? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, Matt always jokes that I should create like a how to be a husband course. Um, <laughs> because he was like a wild free spirit, like a stallion before I, uh, <laughs> not tamed him or anything. I don't like any of that kind of connotation, but I think you should wait. Um, I don't think you should rush into relationships. A lot of people, you know, date a lot and, uh, that's, that wasn't our approach and there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, I, I think you should really wait to, uh, connect with someone who, shares the same values as you and uh, never give up hope um, and never sell yourself short for less than you deserve. You know, before Steph, I dated some, but I found 
I wasn't settled in myself enough. I wasn't okay in quiet. Mm -hmm. I wasn't okay alone. And I wasn't able to love someone as fully as they deserved. And, or have an understanding of myself enough to know what I needed and how to have a functioning relationship. And after I took that time, it just magically aligned that I found the right person. And that wasn't perfectly magical. We, I think a lot of it is you go, once you know those things about yourself, you find the places you're most likely to find someone who's going to be compatible whether it's volunteering in something that you'll, you're passionate about in some yeah. similar hobby. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with living as a single person or not being in a committed relationship. You can still have a very full and rewarding life. But um, yeah, like Matt said, you need to be ready to put the other person first. And I, I experienced that first in our relationship um, because Matt was, you know, so sick and now he's experienced that that with with my chronic illness and it's truly you know being sacrificing what you want uh so the other person can be well or or whole or or happy and uh it's give and take but uh yeah sometimes you have to put the other person completely first the year before i met steph i remember finding this shell silverstein poem called mask and it's about two people who have blue skin and they are compatible but they hide it by wearing a mask and then they pass right by each other without knowing eventually and i thought that's so true we have to be okay with ourselves to show who we are and once we're able to show who we are truly and are comfortable in ourselves we'll also be able to recognize who we're compatible with who we can love well i don't think it gets any better than that (laughs) thank you both so much i really appreciate it thank you nancy Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. <laughs>